Butker trying to line this up. Winchester will snap it. Colquitt will hold it. Twenty twenty tie. High snap. Pull down. Butker's kick is up. It is right down the boulevard. It's good. And the Chiefs take a twenty three to twenty lead with four seconds left in regulation. And Harrison Butker kicks some. You know what? Welcome to the Chiefs Kingdom. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? You're listening to the Arrowheads Abroad podcast with myself, Brad Simcox, and the Arrowheads Abroad Supremo himself, Tom Childs. How are you doing, Tomo? I'm doing well. Yeah. Long time no speak. It's been a while, hasn't it? It's been a couple of weeks since has, we last spoke. This um, has been like the longest me and you have gone without talking in like two and a half years. I know. I felt like I'd done something wrong that yeah. you weren't talking to me. Well, you did. I at did. one point. I did, yeah. You, you did do something wrong, and I'm sure you're going to explain what in a couple of minutes' time. But no, I'm doing well. Um, all is well in the child's household. I go on holiday next week. I'm going Ooh, to Spain very next nice. Saturday for uh, nine days, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. A breakaway with the family and the in-laws. Very um, nice. Should be good. Um, I, that's what you say. That's what you're exactly, taking with you, isn't it? Baby exactly. I, and I, I'm one of these weirdos that always get along with parents so I actually quite like my in-laws and because like, yeah. I sit I sit around the table at lunchtime with blokes at work and all of them to a man moan about their in-laws and I just kind of sit there and like well yeah I actually really get along with mine yeah and so instantly I get the label of kiss ass <laughs> <laughs> brown noser exactly but you are right they are babysitters they so are yeah they're just traveling babysitters with you that's exactly. great if me and Amy want to go out for some tapas whilst we're in Spain we just give them the kids and yeah. away we go. Genius, mate. Genius. Love yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's been a couple of weeks since we last spoke and, the uh, yeah, we were looking forward to a game, weren't we? A particular game, or two particular games in Europe, in soccer. We were. We were. And it was your beloved Arsenal versus, who was it? Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, who had the first game in the Europa, Europa League. And then we had the um, the one after that, which was the the Spurs game, wasn't it against mm-hmm. Liverpool? But mm-hmm. yeah, I kind of I kind of upset the apple cart a little bit, didn't I? With um, with our little well, I I actually took over our heads abroad Twitter with um, the result of the Arsenal versus Chelsea game in the final, might I add, where Arsenal lost four one. Sorry, mate. Sorry to bring this up again. Um, but what I did was, um, because I took over the Arrowheads Abroad Twitter page, um, I got a very <laughs> a very interesting voicemail, shall we say, from Mr. Tom oh. Childs. <laughs> before, before you talk about the voicemail, obviously I haven't heard this since... Well, I've never heard it. You've, never you've, heard you've it. saved it for this podcast. I, yeah. I, to be honest, I forgot that I'd even sent it until a couple of days after. But you took a swipe at me first via the arrowheads of for, for the own the page that I made up myself you took a swipe at me and the result of the Arsenal game I was so, concerned about you Tom no it was a swipe at me it was cheap and you used my own platform against me and so this is why I left this voicemail and to be honest I I cannot remember what this voicemail 
says. So if I use any naughty language in it, I apologise. I'll try my hardest to cut it out when, well, when I editing. Did, I did put a hashtag, where's Tom, didn't I? When we were doing a hashtag, where's Pat, when we were looking for Patrick yeah. Peterson. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, let me just find... <laughs> I'm going to have to find this like properly now. Hang on. Bear with us. Oh, you could have at least it. had it ready. <laughs> it is ready. Oh, God. Hang on a minute. I love the first one's like from a doctor or something like that. <laughs> you have herpes. Who is? Hi, Brad. I just got back from London, walking home now from my mother's train station, which I think you know very well. I'm fucking miserable. <laughs> you know I'm fucking miserable because you know what happened tonight. But yeah, you still took the airheads of water at the car to smite me. And I can't say I'm happy about that. Just because you've got a new owner, <laughs> you think Newcastle are going to be the next big thing, you thought you'd get me shit over the internet. I thought you were bad than that, Brad. I thought you were bad than the likes of Dave, I really, oh. John. I know you're an arsehole. An arsehole that I love. But you're an arsehole. So when I throw myself into a river on the way home after Chelsea beat us 4-1, I want you to feel a little bit guilty know that you contributed to that fact. <laughs> I'm only joking. I'm not going to kill myself. I love you, Pat. Speak to you soon. Bye bye. Oh, it's the kisses! It's the kisses at the end. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to lie. I was expecting something a little worse than that. Um, I'm surprisingly sound, surprisingly sober in that. I wasn't sober at all. No, you like, clearly weren't, man. My, my whole journey home from London was basically a group of Arsenal fans who just like a self-help group therapy session to stop ourselves from throwing ourselves in front of a train at the next platform but um yeah i i don't regret that i don't regret that you you stand by your statement i do stand by i do stand by it i was miserable that night um i didn't throw myself in a river clearly because i'm here well at least uh, we found you mate you did hashtag found tom so you know i i did i did my thing you know i was worried about you Right. Well, can you imagine how nervous I was for the next three days after that with the Champions League final yeah. and Spurs and obviously thinking about all of what could happen there. Um, I didn't even watch that game in the end. I um, went on a complete social media and internet blackout for the Champions League final oh, and then no. just found out a result at the end. And I was saw that Spurs lost and all was well with the world once again. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so it's taken you like two and a half weeks to get over that. No, um, I, yeah, yeah, sure. and that's why we haven't heard from you, isn't it? Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been in rehab. <laughs> been in rehab. <laughs> yeah. So that was that was, you know, that was the uh, the the in between. Well, before we got to this show, but uh, we've actually had a lot of news stories that have. Well, we've had some that have actually come out today as well, mm-hmm. which we want to go through, and uh, I think we should start with the most recent one. Yep. which is Mitch Schwartz has signed a one-year extension worth $11.25 million, and it's pretty much all guaranteed as well, which is a brilliant move, isn't it? It's, it's clear that Veach has gone, do you know what, we need you for another year, mate. We really, we're really going to push for this year. That's, that's, the, that's the signal for me that the Chiefs are in win-now mode. Uh, yes, yes and no. I, I think it's a signal and... A demonstration of how good Mitchell Schwartz actually is. Um, mm-hmm. I think the signing of Mitchell Schwartz was so underrated when it happened. Um, he was 
one of the best offensive linemen in the league when he was with Cleveland obviously become a free agent and the Chiefs were very aggressive about going to get him and it's probably up there in the top two or three moves that Dorsey made as a general manager with the Chiefs because of how good a player Mitchell Schwartz is obviously he was under contract for this year but now the Chiefs have got him through to 2021 so for the next two or three seasons they've got Mitchell Schwartz fully locked up Mm -hmm. and now it's taking through to when he's 32 and he can still carry on playing after that he is a premier right tackle definitely he's a premier offensive lineman in in league and the Chiefs needed to keep hold of him Um, outside the skill position players on offense you could argue that he was the most important piece on this offense so I'm absolutely delighted with the Chiefs getting this done because there was some talk about him being unhappy with his contract and wanting to extend and add some money to it and he's got the money that he definitely 100% deserves so good for him and it doesn't affect the cap either does it not, not this it. year directly because it's an extension no. on top um, it sounds like it, it might be a couple of million extra because Chiefs might have 24 million in cap space now so they still Great. got plenty to work with but um, in in general it's it's going to be spread across the three years so it's it's absolutely fine it's a hit the Chiefs can take it's a hit the Chiefs need to take so yeah well done to everyone involved well done to Mitch well done to Brett and well done to Andy Reid and just getting this deal yeah. done and smashed out during mini camp and that he can now concentrate on the season ahead yeah yeah great timing like you said great timing uh the other news that we had was um there's still this ongoing negotiation between uh chris jones and his representatives and the chiefs um but he still hasn't turned up for mandatory training which has kind of put a little bit of an ugliness on this uh because um yeah basically veach has, has said Come to training and we'll we'll thrash out a deal, basically. Um, so uh, the ball's in your court. So mm. I'm not saying it's getting really ugly, but it, it had a little bit of a get here now, didn't it? <laughs> Let's sort this out now. Get it in. Um, what do you th- what's what's your take on all this? Should it, do you think Chris Jones is right to hold out like this? Yes. Yeah, I do. He's down to earn a million dollars or one point four million dollars this year. Yeah. which isn't a lot of money. Well, it is a lot of money, obviously, but it's not a lot of money compared to what he's actually worth mm-hmm. in 2019. So I don't blame him for holding out because if he turns up tomorrow, it could take a few days, a few weeks to get a deal thrashed out, but he might get injured in that time. Yeah. Okay, it might be during mini camp or it might be during the first few days of training camp, but if he gets injured, he stands to lose a hell of a lot of money. Yeah. Like, look at Kevin Durant two nights ago. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I know it was the NBA Finals and obviously he felt like he needed to come back but M- Kevin Durant just cost him a max salary for an entire season mm-hmm. because he rushed back from an injury he played when he probably shouldn't have and he tore his Achilles tendon and that's it now he's going to be out of the NBA for the next 12 months I'm not saying that Chris Jones is a s- similar sort of story but there are a, some well, I suppose there are some similarities in the fact that if Chris Jones did get injured then he he could potentially lose out on a lot of money. So I never blame the player because the, the teams don't really care about the players. So why should the players care about the teams when yeah. it is their own business? So I don't blame Chris Jones at all for, for sitting out and waiting to see what he can get. I think what's more interesting is what he's going to get in terms of the money. He's like some people are saying he deserves an Aaron Donald type deal. I'm not on entirely board with that right that's now. around 20 million a year isn't it that's that's 20 plus million a year isn't it that, that he's after there yeah well Aaron, Aaron Donald signed a six year 135 million dollar deal really with, yeah with 86 guaranteed 
Um, it's big money in it. It is, but at the, at the time of signing, Aaron Donald had thirty-eight sacks. Ah, right. Okay. Chris Jones is currently on twenty-four sacks in his first three seasons. Um, Aaron Donald got twenty-seven in his first three seasons. I think what, the thing to to notice here when you're comparing him to other defensive linemen that have recently got paid is that Chris Jones is asking to get paid a hell of a lot earlier mm-hmm. than the rest of them. Like Aaron Donald got paid after year four. Fletcher, Fletcher, Fletcher Cox got paid a little bit earlier as well. And okay, Chris Jones is producing at that type of level, but is it a contract too soon? Would the Chiefs be better off letting him play out the year and then franchise tagging him and then trying to thrash out a deal there? This is where the the fifth-year option comes into play. This is where the Chiefs could have done with sitting at 28 or 29 or wherever it was and sitting there and grabbing Chris Jones instead of trading back into the second round because we could really do with the fifth-year option when it comes to players like Chris Jones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, It is a lot of money and like you said, it is quite early for it. And plus, when you think about it, the Chiefs are clearly going to be gearing up soon for paying Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And possibly Tyreek Hill, which we'll we'll touch on in a minute. Um, so, you know, there's there's players there that the Chiefs clearly are thinking about paying and, and keeping them on the books. But then this one's just kind of come out of left field a little bit, hasn't it? A little bit too soon, that, that what they were hoping for. But then the other argument on it is you've got 24 million sitting in cap space, so why not just sign Chris Jones now and front load it? Mm-hmm. If you're going to give him, say you give him the Fletcher Cox deal, yeah, 102 million six years. Say it's 100 million over five years. You can give him a quarter of that deal up front, yeah, in in this one year, and then you can spread the payments out over the the next few. So there there is some manoeuvring to be done to obviously balance out the cap the cap hit a little bit. Uh, but then you've got the other question: is where does Chris Jones fit into this defense? Mm-hmm. I personally think he can fit into any defense. I think he's that good a player. Yeah. Um, some people are saying, "Oh, Steve Spagnuolo's never had a player like Chris Jones. He's never needed a player like Chris Jones to have a successful defense." Well, I don't see that myself. I think Chris Jones can be successful in whatever defense he's put into. He's wrecking um, ball, isn't he? That's he is a wrecking ball. Yeah. yeah. He got what fifteen and a half sacks last year, which is ridiculous for an interior defensive lineman. Yeah. Okay, Aaron Donald is next level, but. Aaron Donald is a generational type defensive player so um, it's hard to compare Chris Jones to him but I, I I do stand with Chris Jones I do think the Chiefs should get a deal and get him in the building and just offer him the 18, 19, 20 million dollar a year deal and then get him in and get him rolling and I, I think those sort of numbers will get it done I don't think it can go much cheaper than that, but I don't think they need to go up to the level of Aaron Donald either because I think we know and I think Chris Jones knows that he's probably not at that level yet that warrants the big six-year $135 million deal. And I think if Chris Jones is asking for that type of money, that is unreasonable. But if he's asking for the Fletcher Cox type money, then yeah, just just give him it, get him paid and get him back in the building. Yeah, I, I think a lot of fans are thinking that it's a bit un- unusual to see Chris Jones like this because he's normally happy go lucky. He's always like you know that kind of personality of the team, isn't he? And to see him holding out like this, I think it's taken a few people a bit, su- a bit by surprise, basically. But um, yeah, I agree with you. I think I think yeah, but you've got to remember, it's 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 a business. It is. Yeah, it's a business. This is, is their livelihood. They're talking about. Chris Jones obviously feels that his play warrants him getting paid 
a year earlier than he has Stats to. back that up. And yeah, he's played last yeah. year, he does back it up. So I can't blame him for not wanting to st- stick around and be on $1.4 million next year. He's going to be earning three times less than Xavier Williams will be next year. Yeah. So where, how is that? How is that fair? Chris yeah. Jones is produced. He is going to produce. So pay him. I know we've had a habit of giving bad contracts out to defensive players. but he is young he stayed relatively injury free and I think he was the biggest bright spark on the defence last year and so I I stand with Chris Jones it's a business at the end of the day got to look after himself pay the man what he deserves pay the man yes exactly get him in exactly Um, okay then we touched on him briefly Uh, the 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 huge news, the big news that we've all been waiting for. It's something that we've been putting off for quite some time to actually... Well, I know you have, Tom. I haven't. I've been a bit vocal <laughs> on, on YouTube. Uh, but, um, yeah, there was a time where I kind of thought... I did my last video and I thought, do you know what? I just need to sit back and just let this thing, whole thing play out now because there were so many different things coming out. There was drip feeding from the media and all that. Um, Tyreek Hill. Um yeah, basically the social media exploded since the uh, the latest news was released that neither Tyreek nor Crystal have broken their son's arm, uh, which is great news. It's great news in, in, in some respect that, you know, it wasn't either of them that's done it. Um, it sounds like it was just a an, an accident um, where the kid's fallen over or something, uh, where he's been play, playing with his friends or something. Um, but this is where it gets a little bit sticky because... According to some reports, uh, when the accident happened, Crystal actually called a third party to ask to um, ask them to report that Tyreek Hill had done this. Now, this is this is something that I really don't get, and I really hope it's not true. I really hope that you know this kind of well, this part of the story isn't correct, but it sounds like that's what's actually happened in the end because we got the audio recording and everything after that didn't we where Crystal was trying to pin it on Tyreek then we got them text messages that came out about uh, you know Tyreek and Crystal having this very strange text message chat about who was actually to blame for it Um, but I mean I suppose the big thing about this is Tyreek and Crystal have been found to not have broken their son's arm on purpose which is Mm -hmm. great news Um. But social media has erupted, hasn't it, on all of this, mate? It really has. I mean, there's, there's so many people now are actually throwing stuff back in the face of, of you know, some of the media people that have actually reported this initially. Um, it's got a little bit nasty. Would you agree? Yeah, I think this whole episode has brought out the worst in Chiefs fans. Yeah. Myself. Um, I think some people probably were a little bit too quick to jump to conclusions. Yeah based on initial reports but I think at the same time they they could have been seen as fair based on what they were hearing at the time Um, I think some people were blinkered and had rose tinted glasses on and refused to believe that anything bad could happen despite Tyreek Hill's previous they've been proven to be right though haven't they (laughs) well at the moment but we've had so many twists and turns in this case that do we really know what was right and what's was wrong mm-hmm. because the amount of reports regarding this and the amount of conflict in res- reports regarding this is we we don't know who is speaking the truth and who it, who isn't I don't think we'll ever truly find out what happened yeah. to that little boy's arm um, but the fact of the rem- the fact of the matter remains 
that Tariq Hill is still on audio. Whether she was meant to get that audio, whether she should have got that audio, that doesn't matter. But he still says on that audio something that I find deeply disturbing Mm -hmm. and something that will lead to him getting punished by the league. Yeah. Because this episode is not over. Um, They've obviously still got their case with the Kansas Children Department about who's going to have custody of Tyreek and whether they get to keep themselves or whether he will have it or she will have have him. Um, But the NFL are not done with Tyreek Hill in any way, shape or form. And I do believe he will get suspended. The suspension he gets handed out I do not know what it will be because if you look at Jimmy Smith, Jimmy Smith was suspended for four games for something quite similar in regards to the audio tape where he made threatening behaviour and the Mm. NFL obviously don't like that. But then you've got someone like Adrian Peterson who was suspended a year for belting his son and belting is obviously something that got brought up on the audio between Tyreek Hill and Crystal. Um, So I do think the suspension could span from anywhere between four to 16 games. Um, don't ask me to pick a number because I don't honestly know. But I still wouldn't be surprised if this we have seen the last of Tyreek Hill in a Chiefs jersey. Really? Do you think yeah. it's 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 got to that point? Do you think? I I do. I think there's been. He remember he's a free agent next year. Mm-hmm. So if the Chiefs do want to re-sign him, they're going to have to be very careful about the type of money they're going to give to him as well. Because yeah. there's still going to be a lot of people that are going to see this audio or hear this audio and have their opinions made on him, regardless of whether he broke his kid's arm or not. He still says some horrible, horrible things on that audio. Mm-hmm. And I do think the Chiefs will have a decision to make next January, February, and hopefully February. Hopefully he's, um, the Chiefs are still involved in football in January. But next fe- February, about whether they want to resign in and if they do want to resign him, whether they can agree a figure, because obviously Tariq Hill knows that he's a very talented footballer, so he might still be asking for money. If he's clear to play, he might still ask for the big contract that he thinks he was due based on his play in 2018, 2017 and 2016. Mm-hmm. But the Chiefs might look at it and say, well, actually, you were suspended for last year. You've caused us one hell of a headache. Why should we give you the contract that you feel you deserve? So I still wouldn't be surprised if the Chiefs and Tariq Hill managed to lock heads and don't manage to thrash out a deal that is if the Chiefs even want Tariq Hill on the roster this year mm. after next year it, it, it's interesting how the Chiefs have handled this isn't it because obviously we had the the cream hunt saga that happened but uh, they, they pretty much cut him straight away didn't they because mm. of the lies that were told um, but this seems very different because even when after all that audio came out and everything, the chief still kind of said, "No, we're not going to, we're not going to get involved in this. We're just going to step back and let let, let it run mm-hmm. its course." So, but they must have, they must have realised that there was some untruths in all of that to actually go. Do you know what? We're not kicking him off the team yet. Do you, Do you think they had some kind of information or belief that that Tyreek was telling the truth through all of this? I don't know. I don't think we ever know the answer to that question. It just seems odd how they've handled it, though, doesn't it? How the Chiefs have... I just feel like the Chiefs got burned so badly when it comes to Cream Hunt. Yeah. And if you look at the latest reports of Cream Hunt, the media are all loving him. He's doing great work in the community and whatnot. And you, would, you wouldn't you would even realise if you didn't know that Cream Hunt was involved in something like he was back in December, literally six, seven months ago. 
by the way that they're reporting on him. So I feel like the Chiefs realised that they got burnt massively with Kareem Hunt. Yeah. He he got a new job. The Browns got a great player. The and Chiefs everyone's forgot about it. And the Chiefs got left empty-handed. And six, yeah. seven months later, everyone's forgot about it. Week nine, Kareem Hunt will come back to the Browns and that'd be it. He can carry on his career. I think that's the main reason why the Chiefs stuck by Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. You might be right. They might have had more information on it. They might be sit, sit, willing to sit here and stand by Tyreek Hill. But I think the more likely scenario is that they saw what happened with Kareem Hunt and they thought, to balls are they getting burnt again in a similar situation with someone as elite like Tyreek Hill. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, we'll, we'll have to see how it all plays out because we're all, I think we're all expecting more twists and turns as the uh, as this you know the training camps go on and everything um because it has been flip-flopping i suppose mm-hmm. in a way that you know one minute it's it's all you know he's abusing children his yeah. child and then the next he's not then it's flipping over to crystal and then it's it, is it going to come back again who knows it could get nasty before we actually get to the start of the season so exactly and look at the you just mentioned here the amount of different parts of this story that have come out oh, over the last few months yeah. and they've been dripped out to us as well yeah. go back to the draft the audio come out the day before the draft the day after or the day of day one rather the day yeah. after the Chiefs go out and draft Miko Hardman and everyone thought that's it his career is done with the Chiefs yeah. he's going to release him that weekend here we are two months later he's still on the roster so no one really really knows what's going to go on I'll be interested to see if they do allow him to do to return to training camp mm-hmm but I think that's going to come down to the NFL whether they're going to let, allow him to come back and train before his suspension, depending on how long it is. I, I'm I'm not too sure on that one. Yeah, like I said, there's still something going on in the background, so uh, we'll we'll probably leave it at that for now. I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, right, let's um, let's talk briefly about um, the other teams in the AFC West, the our closest rivals. I thought we'd talk about you know. What we think about the these teams, the Chargers, the Raiders, and the Broncos, going into 2019. So we're going to start off with um, the team that's that's hit the headlines today. I think it was, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. The Raiders. <laughs> the punchline to our show. <laughs> They're going to be starring on Hard yeah. Knocks. They are. I'm wow, so wow, excited wow. about this. <laughs> I just can't wait to sit and watch. John Gruden tried to figure out Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs for five weeks running. Yeah, it'll just be him, just five weeks, just scratching his head over a, a playbook, yeah. going, oh, "How do we sort this out?" The Marcus um, Joyner, you were meant to come in and stop Pat Mahomes from <laughs> burning us downfield with Byron Pringle and Garrett Dieter, but no, <laughs> you still oh, couldn't no. stop him. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a funny one. Obviously, we're going to move on to the Chargers and the Broncos in the next few weeks we'll get round to covering them so today's mainly about the Raiders but the Raiders are an interesting one they really are They've, I don't I don't really know where I stand on the Raiders in 2019 because part of me wants to say say oh John Gruden's been a car crash Derek Carr's rubbish yeah. Antonio, Antonio Brown's, Brown's finished finished Vontis Perfect is gonna be a moron gonna kill people and most of those things might be true <laughs> but at the same time, it wouldn't surprise me if they all comes together and they are at least saucy. Oh come on! In the, I'm not sitting here saying that they're going to be a playoff team. 
or even get near 500 but I just don't think they're going to be the car crash debts everyone's expecting them to be like many people are sitting here when predicting the AFC West like all the media obviously put in charges number one but they're dickheads but really um, it's Chiefs number one Chargers number two, Broncos three, then Raiders four at the bottom. Yeah. And I, I'm not entirely convinced that's the way that this division is going to play oh, out. Oh, I am. I, I'm not. I, I think, I actually think that the Chiefs are going to run away with this division. Yeah. And I think the other three are going to be a lot more even than people think. I think and they'll take points off each other. Yeah, I think they're going to. I, I'm just looking at the Raiders and what they've done this offseason. Obviously, they they got Antonio Brown who who might be the biggest knobhead in football <laughs> but he's also an elite wide receiver and yeah. we haven't really seen Derek Carr with an elite wide receiver apparently Derek Carr played quite well last year if you follow what the Raiders people say and all of their blogs like their SB Nation site and everything apparently Derek Carr played quite well I didn't see enough of him to make a judgement I saw obviously the two games that we played against Derek Carr and then obviously I watched the Raiders live at Wembley where he just got torn to pieces by Frank Clark um, yeah exactly but he hasn't had anyone to throw to and apparently there was a lot of drops last year yeah so I think Antonio Brown will make a big difference to the to the Raiders offense obviously they've got Josh Jacobs the running back they've just drafted as well Marshawn Lynch is obviously gone now so they've gone younger in terms of the backfield and then they've gone for elite experience at wide receivers, so I, I I think the offense is going to be much improved yeah. from the Raiders. I do, even though they got the the, the biggest knobhead in football. Well, Antonio Brown, John Gruden, help me out here. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it. I mean, I'm trying to th- I'm trying to figure out who you who you point out there because they've got Richie Incognito as well, who's apparently oh. threatened to threatened to shoot up a, a funeral home or something like that yeah. because he wanted to sever his dad's head or something. Yeah, it, it, it's it's just a, a a whole concoction of crazy. You think you're 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 not with me at all? On I'm this not thing. with you on that. There's gonna be there's so many crazy so much so much craziness in that team that as soon as one of the wheels falls off, that's it. It's all gonna fall apart. Really? Yeah, that's how I feel it's going to be. Antonio Brown will probably have a bad couple of games. Then he won't be happy that you know um, Derek Carr's not throwing to him or something. Or it, it just has the too much crazy in it. So you think um, Antonio Brown in California is a bad idea then? Well, yeah, because you've got Perfect now. Who them two didn't didn't Antonio Brown get laid out by Perfect yeah. or something in a game? Yeah, there's gonna be some beef there. If because Perfect's the, even on the team, come. Oh, day one because he is not the player he used to be he used to be obviously he's always been a, f- a mercenary but yeah. he's uh, in his early career he was actually a semi-decent linebacker as well obviously yeah. his plays deteriorated the last couple of years hence why the Bengals were willing to part ways with him but he might not even make the roster but I just I don't know I, I'm sitting here thinking the Raiders could possibly get to six or seven wins maybe um maybe eight at a push like don't get me wrong if they're gonna get there they're gonna earn it because their first few games are hard yeah like really hard they open the season at home to the broncos which is probably the easiest game of their first few but then they've got the chiefs visiting um oakland for the last time then they're visiting the vikings then the colts then they're hosting the bears then they're visiting the packers then visiting the texans 
instantly, so, straight away. You, you, so, you can just see those first few games. The wheel's going to drop off somebody. Somebody's going to go nuts, and then that's it. It'll just it'll ripple right the way through the team, and that'll be it. The Raiders will be done after week four. Yeah, I, I can see I can see a situation where that happens because obviously they are going to need to win two or three of their first seven. I'm struggling here to sit here and point out two wins <laughs> yeah. in that seven based on what we know right now. Um, but stranger things have happened. Like the Chiefs lost to the Raiders when they were 0-13 a few years ago. Yeah, the Chiefs, yeah. the Chiefs lost to the Raiders a couple of years ago on the game that we thought would never end. So it oh, has one. happened. We have struggled in Oakland in the past. Even last year, we could not put them to bed properly until Pat Mahomes literally decided to sharp shop yeah. In, in the last quarter but we allowed them to stay in games it's never really a blowout when we visit Oakland so I would not be surprised if this, this Chiefs managed to lose to Oakland in Oakland in the very last game that the Chiefs are going to visit the Coliseum oh Tom no don't be saying that don't be saying that <laughs> I just obviously the, the, de- the defence is so different now though it is, but surely it's got to be better. It's like us. We've we've just completely revamped our defence and we all automatically assume that that's going to mean a better defence. Like, they drafted rel- relatively well. Okay, there was a bit of a reach in Clayton Ferrell. People are saying that they could have got him with their, their second pick of the first round, but they obviously identified a guy that they like and I like Mike Mayock. Um, I always thought he talked a lot of sense, so maybe he... Yeah. he talked a lot he, of sense he, when he threw out his scouts out of the war room in the draft. But I like that. <laughs> you like that? Uh, so, <laughs> I like that. I like the fact that he was trying to find the mole in every room. <laughs> Some people are probably sitting there saying, no, it's not a good thing. You should trust your organisation. No. Try and find the mole by firing find, everybody. Find the rats. Find the rats. <laughs> uh, like various and his little children, these little his little spies that he had, these little birdies around everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Mike Mayock is various. Trying uh. to find out who... Um, then obviously they took Jordan from Abram the, the safety they took Trayvon Mullen a corner that we both talk, talked about in the draft preview they took Isaiah Johnson another corner a corner that's very quick out of Houston yeah. so they, they they took a lot of defensive players in this draft and they obviously went there with free agency a little bit so they are going to be completely different on defence so I again I come back to I I think Gruden's an okay coach I think he, he come in and seemed a bit mental to begin with but the man's won a Super Bowl we all loved him when he was on Monday Night Football we all sat here and drooled over everything he said about Patrick Mahomes during the draft process a couple yeah. of years ago we we all thought Gruden was the best thing since sliced bread when he was bigging up Pat Mahomes and saying he was the best quarterback of that class so we all to a point respect what that man's got to say and we respect his opinion on football and because he's won the Super Bowl he's been there and done that I do think that he has something to offer the Raiders and I'm not going to sit here and say the Raiders are going to be a car crash whilst they've got John Gruden, they've got a Derek Carr that they seem to like. They've improved every single part of that team. So, I, I what did they win last year? What, four or five games? Mm. Uh, I, I, I think they can quite easily beat that total and possibly battle out the Chargers for second place in the division. I know you people are probably thinking... Tom's gone fucking crazy. <laughs> He's still but drunk from that uh, two-week job he had. Yeah, the main reason is that I'm not as high on the charges as everyone else is. Well, um, I know my thoughts on that. Yeah, yeah, we'll come to the charges in a couple of weeks' yeah, time, but yeah. I think the, raid, the charges are probably closer to the Raiders' level than they are the Chiefs this yeah. year going forward. I think the Chiefs are going to be by far and away the best team in the AFC. I think they'll run away with this this year, um, yeah. 
Yeah, and the charges aren't going to. Philip Rivers is going to. His arm's going to die eventually. Um, <laughs> so, going to yeah, die. he's going to die. So, yeah, um, call me crazy all you want, but I have the Raiders closest to the ch- Chargers right now. One thing's for sure Gruden is going to be entertaining on the hard knocks, isn't he? Oh, God, yeah. It's going to be so much fun watching him. Yeah, I actually sat, I watched a twenty minute video earlier of it was just pure John Gruden mic'd up. Was that when he was at the the Bucks and the Raiders? The Bucks, the first, yeah. yeah, the Raiders the first time. <laughs> yeah. Pure entertainment. I, I I like the guy. I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna lie. I like him, and I think he's gonna be. They're gonna be good value for money. I think yeah. when it comes to hard knocks. He was actually on our plane back from Kansas City to Charlotte as well, wasn't he? Was he really? Do you not know that? No, I was probably too scared, like holding onto my seat, worrying if the plane was going to crash. <laughs> yeah, because he was commenting. Uh, was he commentating or something like that on yeah, Monday, Monday night, night football? Would have been Monday night football. Um, yeah, he was on. Our, he was on the front of our plane, and we was were just he? like walking past him, going, "You're right, you're right, you're right." Just acting cool, you know. Really? Oh yeah. I did not know. Did that. you not see him? No, I wouldn't have got up because I don't get up on planes. <laughs> <laughs> It's too high up for you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he was, he was on there, but yeah, he was, he was all right. Yeah, he said high back, high back to us all, so that was all right. Oh wow, wow, wow. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to when you said commentating. I thought you um, said he started commentating on your walk down the plane. Is <laughs> 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 this is Brad running the seam route around the, the right <laughs> aisle of the plane? <laughs> That'd have been so good, wouldn't it? Yeah, that would have been so good. Uh, <laughs> you turn around, going, what's a seam route? <laughs> Yeah, just looking back at it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, right, okay, yeah, so what we're going to do is we're going to be talking about the... Did you say we're going to talk about the Chargers next time? No, we'll do the Broncos next time. Broncos next time. We're, work, we're working reverse order, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Well, next, um, the next show, actually, is going to be the next blast of the past. Ah, back so to we the won't, Chiefs. It, so we won't mention the Broncos or Chargers in that one, will we? No, no, no. So on the next episode of Back to the Chiefs, we're going... All the way back to November first, two thousand and fifteen, when the Detroit Lions and the Kansas City Chiefs visited London, and whilst that was going on, the Kansas City Royals were also about to play Game Five of the World Series. Yeah, so we'll uh, we're going to be acting like it actually, like we were actually in that year, aren't we? Yeah, like we've done the previous ones. And we're hoping now we're mentioning it, he has to come on. Where we're hoping to have Kent Swanson from Arrowhead Pride on the show with us this time because we know that he's a huge Chiefs and Royals fan so yeah, yeah we've, we were, were thinking about Seth or Ryan but it turns out that neither of them two actually like the Royals that much so it doesn't really make much sense so we went to Arrowhead, the Arrowhead Pride guys instead and Kent was apparently the biggest Royals it fan it might just be the Kent so. Swanson show might not it yeah probably because I, <laughs> I know jack shit about baseball <laughs> Yeah, it might just be the Kent Swanson show. Uh, yeah. It's where he's just reliving the, and just living in that moment yeah. <laughs> of 2015. Yeah. So, yeah, that's something to look forward to. Um, so that's going to be early next week, isn't it, when we're going to mm-hmm. be recording that. So yeah. uh, looking forward to it. Actually, I better, I better start watching the game back. Um, I've watched it a few times, I must admit, because we were there, weren't we, mate? I've I've probably watched that game about ten times. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the it baseball game. game. It's the baseball game that I'm going to have to sit through and watch, which is going to be more interesting. <laughs> Even though I actually did watch that game live, I watched it live. I stayed up and watched it. Stayed Didn't you back. stay in one of the bars to watch yeah, it with yeah, the Royals fans? I did, I did. So I'll talk about that on the next show. But yeah, yeah this weekend is me watching the Chiefs at Lions at Wembley again. And then the Royals versus the Mets in Game 5 of the World Series. There's, there's worse weekends, mate, isn't there? There is, there is. There'll be plenty of beer. Plenty of beer. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, then. Uh, well, those are our thoughts on the Arrowheads Abroad podcast. Let us know your thoughts by heading over to the Arrowheads Abroad Facebook page and Twitter page, which is at KCChiefs underscore UK. So from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon.